A Man and His Dog John Adams has led a tough life, a hard life. One might think, with a name so revered in these United States, a man might live on Easy Street, drift an inch or two above the earth. But no, not this John Adams. This John Adams has suffered. His dad died when he was just a kid. Heart attack at 36. Jesus, his mom, desperate for money and companionship, married a smiling bank officer who turned out to be a sadistic jackwad who smacked John around if John so much as passed gas or asked for another slice of pie. You think all that goddamn pie is for you, kid? Bam! Thwack! Then when John was a senior in high school, his mom died of sadness and despair, and John fled before his stepfather could rough him up and kick him out the door. He lived for a while in the basement of a coffee shop where he swept floors and moved boxes and did whatever the sadistic Albanian owner who pretended he was Greek told him to do. Then one day, a pack of surly agents from ICE showed up and deported the Albanian, and that was the end of the coffee shop. The landlord, living the good life in Bemini bone fishing and boning lonely ladies on holiday, showed up, found John sleeping in the basement on some broken-down cardboard boxes, and chased him out like he was nothing more than a feral cat. John slept that night on a park bench until around four in the morning when a cop gave him a poke with his nightstick and told him to scat. He wandered about for the next few years, vagabond style, picking up sticks in people's yards for loose change and picking up most of his meals at fast food joints. Burgers and fries and Cokes and cherry pies not made with cherries. All his life, John had lived inside an endomorph's body. But a few years on a Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's diet, an endomorph turned into megamorph. John was dang near as wide as he was tall. An emergency room visit, precipitated by an unresolved and untreated strep throat, put him on amoxicillin, but also some blood work discovered numbers that screamed pre-diabetes. The emergency room doc, a wise-ass whitey in his late 20s from the New Jersey suburbs, who held an authentic medical degree from St. George's University in Granada, tells John he smells bad. He needs a haircut. He's 30 pounds overweight, and if he doesn't get his shit together ASAP, he'll be dead inside of a year. Nice. What a swell guy with a big heart. Every flipping privilege known to man laid at his feet, including this emergency room gig that his old man, the head of neurosurgery, set up for him. And still, the heartless bastard feels the need to batter the battered. John Adams, he's got nothing. Zippo. Zilch. No car. No bike. No health insurance, no bank account, no CDs, no mother, no father, no college or high school diploma, no wife, no kids, no girlfriend, no friends, no prospects. But he does. 
this day, walking out of the emergency room, have himself a nice little stroke of good luck. His mom taught him good manners, and so he holds the door open for a guy on crutches with a cast on his right leg that runs practically from his crotch all the way down to his toes. Thanks, kid, the guy grumbles as he bowls his way out the door. He's a big guy, tall and thick, and right now clearly ticked off about the whole rotten state of the universe. Broke the goddamn leg in three places, he confesses, even though John didn't ask. Shattered something called the femur, whatever the hell that is. Eight weeks, eight flippin' weeks without one red nickel coming in. Height of the season, and I gotta cancel two months' work. I'm screwed, kid. I'm screwed up the wazoo. But do you think my ex gives a damn, huh? Nope, not a chance. She'll still want her dough, every dime. I called her earlier, told her what happened, asked her if she'd come to the ER and pick me up. You know what she said? John shakes his head, but takes a stab at it. Go to hell? John might be an indigent, down-on-his-luck, pre-diabetic fat guy, but he ain't dumb, and he's got a pretty good sense of humor. The guy with the busted leg almost busts a gut. He laughs so hard. That seals the deal. He's a window washer with his own window washing biz. Just him. But this morning, he fell off the ladder, reaching to get a pane of glass just a tad out of reach. Whoa! Bam! And then off to the emergency room. John drives the window washer home in the window washer's Ford Econoline van. A small ranch in an okay part of town. Nice little front porch on a quiet street. They sit on the front porch and hammer out a contract. John will drive the van, run a few errands, and wash windows for a hundred bucks a day until the broken bones heal. After that, they'll see. A hundred bucks a day? What, kid, you want more? No, no, a hundred's perfect. Good, says the window washer. We start tomorrow. John nods and says, I got nowhere to sleep. Okay, if I camp in the backyard? Hell's fire, John Adams. You can sleep right in the spare bedroom. My kid used to sleep there, but she vamoosed with a rotten mother. John's second day on the job, up at a big house on the heights, a whole litter of cute little beagle puppies run around the backyard. The missus says the pups are eight weeks old and will soon be off to their new homes. Are there any pups left? asks John, the window washer. Just one, the runt of the litter. Well, could I get him? I've always wanted a pup. Sure, he's one hundred dollars. John hands over the five $20 bills the boss gave him last night. And when John arrives back at the ranch house a few hours later, all excited about his new pup, he finds an ambulance in the driveway, and the boss being wheeled out through the front door on a gurney, oxygen mask covering his face. This your father? asks the EMT. John sort of half nods and, and half shakes his head. What happened? Stroke. He's in tough shape, but we'll do our best. Into the back of the gurney goes the boss. 
Down the quiet street, lights flashing, siren blaring, races the ambulance. John scoops up his pup off the passenger seat of the van and heads inside. He finds a bowl and gives the pup water. He cooks up a big platter of scrambled eggs and shares his bounty with his new buddy. Bounty, he says. That's what I'm going to call you, Bounty. Bounty pees on the linoleum floor. John wipes it up with a Bounty paper towel. This makes John laugh. He rubs Bounty's head and scratches Bounty's belly. They go out back where there's a nice big fenced-in yard and lots of lush green grass. They roll around on the grass, playing, and Bounty bounding, and John laughing and laughing. They both sleep on the queen-size bed in the guest room, and in the morning they share another platter of eggs, and then off they go to wash some windows. A happy working man and his dog.